0: What's up, everybody? This is episode 13 of the One Question Podcast, where we explore some of fate's most important questions, and often that question leads to another question, which leads to another question. I'm one of your hosts, David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: And we're joined by Pastor Kerry. Hey, what's up, everyone.
1: Excited to be here. So Episode excited. thirteen. It's like a spooky one. Should we just spooky question. Yeah,
2: we absolutely. Should have like spider webs in the background <laughs> and
1: yes, all of that. Well, hey, um, wherever you're joining us from, maybe someone sent this to you. Maybe you stumble upon us on Spotify. Cool. Glad you're checking us out. Um, but hey, we recognize that um, you know there are all sorts of ways that you could be coming into this conversation. Um, maybe you are spiritually curious and are kind of like okay. I'm I'm going to give this a try for a few minutes. Hopefully you'll stick around. Um, Maybe you're new to faith and are kind of taking those first steps with Jesus and are looking to grow in that relationship. Or maybe you've been following and walking with Jesus a long time and are looking to just continue that relationship. However, and why you're here, we are so excited. Um, And we hope that this conversation that we're able to have today just really encourages you to take a next step for wherever you're at.
0: Absolutely. Today's question, super important.
1: Without further ado, super
0: important. Who is this Jesus guy? Who is he? Who is? Is he a guy? Jesus. <laughs> should Whoa, we even go there? Yes. Wow! Wow! And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like we should have started with this question like a couple yeah. episodes. I
0: know. Way I know. earlier. I know.
2: I know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We, we, we probably can jump back into this question time and time again sure. uh, yes. throughout the podcast. Who is Jesus? Does he
1: have blonde hair, blue eyes, cool man bun?
2: That, I always, I, you know, people say the blonde hair, blue eyes. I remember back growing up and going to Sunday school and him being on these little sheets and he's got the big white robe, oh, yeah. but he didn't have blonde hair. He had brown hair. Agreed. I remember that very specifically him having brown hair. So I, I don't know this whole... Blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus
0: guy. Brown-haired Jesus was always there for me, too. But, but he was a little more Caucasian than I would probably consider he was him. definitely yeah. much more Caucasian. Always <laughs> with like a lamb
2: in his lap, too. Oh, I don't he know. was so
1: gentle and sweet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is funny because, I, you know, now as an adult reading the New Testament, I never read about Jesus having a lamb in his lap. Not one time.
1: And I feel like it was probably dirtier and mustier than the pictures that we color tend to make holding a lamb look like. Yes. Maybe it's like how
0: women, how um, sometimes they carry like little dogs in their purses. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like a lamb in a satchel or something. Now I'm
1: just picturing Jesus holding a little baby chihuahua. Back to the question. Who is
2: is Jesus? Jesus? Yeah. You know, part... Part of what we have to answer here is where did he come from? Uh, What part of the world is he born into? And and so for thinking about it on those terms, Jesus was a Jewish man Mm -hmm. born about 2000 years ago in an area of the world called Palestine. And so he most likely looked like people from that area of the world. Now, you may be listening to this podcast, and you're one of those spiritually curious people, and that's kind of an interesting fact to you. You may be listening to this, and you've been following Jesus for a long time, uh, and you're very offended to hear that Jesus was an Arab man. Mm. And
1: he was not Christian.
2: And he was not a Christian. (laughs) He was not a Christian. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, what I think is so interesting is just that, you know, Sometimes we think of Jesus as, oh, he was just, you know, a nice thing that probably existed, or maybe he just, there's some good stories and lessons to learn about him. But there is a lot of historical and scientific evidence that Mm -hmm. he existed.
2: Yeah. And to me, that draws one of of the biggest issues that we have in faith and faith development is that we as people tend to build God into our own image. Mm which is very problematic. But what we do is we say, who who do I want or need God to be for me mm. in my life? And so then I start building God around that specific image. And so most of the time he looks like me because we have a tendency to be homogenous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not only that, so the outside, the exterior is is a false image. Uh, perspective of God. But then we start building things that God does into this picture we have of Jesus, which becomes even more problematic because now mm. if he doesn't act in those ways, if if the real God doesn't act in those ways, now I have an identity crisis between my God who I've created in my own image and God and why is any acting in that way.
1: Yeah. Like I've heard people say I've probably said this before just that idea of like well the God I know would never send people to hell or would never do this and I'm like it, we don't determine who God is or what he does. <laughs> yes,
2: that's correct.
1: <laughs> you know like if you're if you're watching on YouTube like I can't say that this computer in front of me is on the floor. Yeah. Like oh, my computer would never sit on a table. Yeah. Like, I don't get to determine. It just it is what it is and it yeah. does what it does. Yeah, you
2: can't claim, hey, my computer's hot sauce. <laughs> you should put this on like your Chipotle and it's gonna taste great. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. we don't get determined. Um, but back to some of the basics of just who Jesus is. I think there are a couple things that from a Christian perspective, we believe. We believe that he's both fully God and fully man.
2: We do. Um,
1: that he is the son of, of God, that he is part of the Trinity, that he lived and died a perfect life um, so that we could be in the presence of God and be with him. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, And when I think of God, I always think of God as, I mean, I'm sorry, when I think of Jesus, I always think of God in human form. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea of this is the way in which we should live our life. Mm -hmm. You wanna live a perfect life, you wanna live a life, good luck, but if you wanna live a life walking with Jesus, Follow these principles, follow these guidelines, and it's the closest example that we can actually
2: wrap our brains around what God would look like, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's He is the personification yeah. of God. So instead of us building that personification, God actually did in himself and sending Jesus. And so more of what do we believe about Jesus? Who is he? We do believe he was born. Yeah. Like flesh and blood, that he bled, he Cried. He sweated. Like all he smelled. Right. (laughs) Went to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Think of that one. Jesus smelled bad. Like living two thousand years ago as a man walking around dusty, dirty roads. Like I'm sure there were times where people got close to him and it was (laughs) like, "Ooh, you've been on the road a while, haven't you, Jesus?"
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think what's interesting about him is you know Jesus was there from the beginning um, on last week's episode, we kind of talked a little bit about how Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit created us in their image Mm -hmm. together, plural. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jesus is unique in that he had a birth and a death. And so I think that's the part that's, you know, really captivating to me. And so um, let's give a little context to that. Like, when Jesus was born, what were people expecting? What was that Jewish culture like?
2: Mm-hmm. You mean for Jesus? So, so for him, that would have been the expectation that he would learn the law, that he would learn the Torah. And depending on how well he learned that through the first five or six years of his life would start to determine then the path of his life. So uh, if he was really good at that, then he would continue to be in a learning setting. If he was not, uh, he would then go into a trade and start learning a trade. So this is very interesting about Jesus and his life. Uh, When we encounter him, he's taken on the trade of his earthly father, Joseph. So that Mm -hmm. means at at that, like, five, six-year-old split, he was not determined to have known enough of the law. Oh, God. <laughs> makes That's me hilarious. feel a little better about the college class I didn't do <laughs> so
1: hot in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and,
2: and so then at that point, depending on what happened from five, six years old to 13, uh, would then be another split like that. And so uh, when we see Jesus call his first disciples, the fact that they're out in a, uh, the guys who are out in a boat and are doing that, it, it tells us these are uneducated people that Jesus is pulling into his movement. Uh, and do I really think that Jesus at five and six didn't know the Torah, considering if you've listened to the past episodes of this, you know what I think about uh, the Bible being the revelation of God and being Jesus. Absolutely, he knew the Torah. He's choosing to go a path where he is with everyday common people. hmm To me, that's a very intentional path that Jesus chooses. Uh, And we see this. We see at age 12, there's a scene of Jesus in the temple uh, with the religious leaders, and they're all asking questions, and he's answering questions. Clearly, he knows the law, but this is an intentionality that we see from Jesus time and time again. Just the intention to step out of eternity into time is Jesus Mm -hmm. coming towards us. That five, six years old, 13 years old, he could have gone on to be a rabbi, great teacher, built a platform, all of these things. Instead, he stays with people. He stays in the everyday, in the ordinary, in the monotony of life, doing a trade. Really, until he's 30 years old, that's what Jesus is doing. Do you think the reason why he
0: did that was because if he would have just become a rabbi, he would have been just a great rabbi, like he wouldn't have stood out from the other religious leaders at the time? Or do you think it was like an accessibility thing? Like people, everybody could access Jesus
2: because he was in that culture? I think it was a being close to to people. Now it's interesting because the rabbis were close to people. They, they have followers who come along behind them known as disciples, all that kind of thing. So Jesus ends up taking on this personification of a rabbi. And you'll hear in the, in the New Testament books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, oftentimes people will refer to him, rabbi, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 right? Fill in that blank. He's just not in the official religious system capacity. And I think that's because of his mission. What Jesus is here to do is not to come and be a part of the religious establishment, establishing laws and rules. He came to be Savior and Messiah and Lord. And in that capacity, he's living life in a close way with people, but he's not doing it within a religious system context that would build more law for people. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, because when we look at the context of the Bible as a whole, you know, the Old Testament points to and talks about a Messiah that's coming. Mm -hmm. And so talk to me a little bit about how Jesus, you know, was the fulfillment of that in a way that people didn't imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting that you say in a way that people didn't imagine when they should have. So Mm -hmm. the Old Testament is full of these prophecies pointing to a promised Messiah coming. Isaiah's got a number of them. And and literally, uh, there's there's a great video out there from a company, Uh, called Alpha. Uh, I encourage you, uh, if you're interested in this kind of thing, you can go check out Alpha. They've got a great YouTube page that you can look at, but uh, they really go through how improbable it would be for a person to fulfill all of the prophecies in in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible portion, Mm -hmm. in, in an actual person. And so you start thinking about that the prophecies are there because they help produce faith. Well, which prophecies does Jesus actually have control over? Because that's something that people definitely come against. Oh, well, you know, they just made this up and made this up. Jesus being born has no control over where he's born.
1: Or what lineage he's born <laughs> or to. what
2: lineage. Yeah. Parents. Like he's got no control over any of that. So it's not like he can just, after the fact... You know, he spent 30 years in a carpenter's shop trying to draw up how to connect all the prophecies. And and now he's like coming on the scene. Hey, I'm that person, right? No, no, no. Those prophecies are God giving the promise to instill faith Mm -hmm. in people to recognize, yes, this is the Lord and Messiah who's come to help me and to, to be a part of this with me.
1: Yeah, I think too something that I've I've heard over the years is that people really did expect though for Jesus to come as this political revolutionary man who was gonna make everything perfect in that day, in yep. that moment. And so I think for his disciples to believe that he was the Messiah and then for him to die, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, wait, were we wrong? Mm-hmm. Like
2: Well, and some of them did. So you had the zealots of the day was one sect of Judaism, and they believed that the Messiah comes as a conquering king. Uh, I would say Jesus came as a conquering king. It's the way the conquering Mm -hmm. happens is different. Uh, and so you got the zealots who believe that you have the Pharisees who believe in the resurrection of the dead. So they're looking for a Messiah, but then you have the Sadducees and all three of these, uh, the zealots, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're all sects within Judaism. So they're all just different little parts, uh, that are there. And so, uh, The Pharisees believe in resurrection of the dead, so they're looking for the Messiah. Uh, The zealots are just hoping someone's coming and they're going to overthrow Roman Mm -hmm. rule.
1: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that in our day and age, or I'll ask y'all, what are some typical answers you hear when you talk about Jesus to people? Who do people say Jesus is?
0: Oh, man. (laughs) I think that... uh, A lot of people recognize the historical possibility that a a real person named Jesus existed, whether they believe in God or not. Um, And so they will recognize the fact that he was historically a person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that I've come into contact with and had these sorts of conversations with, that's where it stops. That there was no element of divine nature or that he was God sent to earth. And I think that that's
2: hard for people to wrap their minds around i think the supernatural element is hard for people to wrap their minds around that we live in a time of science and so if we cannot explain it through specific observation uh, then we have a hard time explaining or trusting Mm -hmm. Um, what's interesting about that is we trust things all the time that we don't understand or know the fullness of like you trust your email is going to come on your computers here do you know how your email comes to you through that computer i don't know how if i hit the a button and a shows up on the screen <laughs> so no and so you know that's yeah. there's some of that tension there of You know, I'm willing to trust some things like this, uh, yet you have a story corroborated about a man who lived that somehow that's come 2000 years later. Mm-hmm. And and really I would say that's be the reason that's come is because you have eyewitness testimony. That that really in the New Testament is what we're encountering. We're encountering people's eyewitness testimony of their actual encounter with Jesus and what happened there. And there is an element of faith We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast with reading Scripture. It's hard to read Scripture if you don't have faith because you're looking for facts and figures. And Scripture is about a revelation of a God who loves you. Uh, And so those are two different approaches to take that. I think a great example of uh, that
0: really captures that idea of what it looks like to see faith come to life on a screen, like if you're new to Christianity or you're kind of curious, is something like The Chosen, which yep. does a really nice job of showing what that faith mm-hmm. would look like in other people mm-hmm. and how there were people that were hesitant to believe in mm-hmm. who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Um, and also gives a really good insight as to
2: how he lived his life. So if you're interested, um, The Chosen is really kind of a, yep. great, a great example show. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another thing I, I think that people like to say about Jesus is he was a great moral teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, OK. So kind of to your point, I think there was someone who lived named Jesus. There's plenty of outside evidence outside of scripture and and, and him being referred to. But he's a he's a good moral teacher. And he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Yeah.
1: yeah and and there's, you know. C.S. Lewis writes a lot about this, how that was not an option that Jesus gave us. Like There were so many things that he said, yes, he taught us to love and forgive and not judge other people, but Jesus didn't leave room for himself to be a great moral teacher. Like He claimed to be God, and he claimed to be the only way to God. That's not a nice moral teacher. That's either someone who is a liar, um, someone who is a lunatic, crazy, or someone who is Lord. And so I think we really have to evaluate who Jesus says he is um, in light of some of those things. But, yeah, I think so many people that I talk to say, well, he was just a nice guy. He taught some good lessons. But to me, there is no option for that. Like, we we can't pick and choose, well, Jesus said this nice thing and this nice thing. Like, he made some incredible claims about who he was.
0: Okay, so— if Jesus is God, what does that look like to have that personal relationship with Jesus?
1: Yeah, great question. In I think, your life. You know. <laughs> I think it looks different um, in different people's lives, but I know for me personally, um, my relationship with Jesus can be so many different things depending on the day. Like He stays constant, um, but who I am and how I relate to him totally changes, I think. There are some days where I relate to him like a confidant and like a friend. You know, I, am, I talk to him about my day. I share the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and then there are other days where I'm, you know, really struggling and I turn to him like a father, um, like someone who I can cast my cares on. Um, you know, so I, I think for me personally, the best part of my relationship with Jesus and what it looks like is that it's constant mm-hmm. um, and that it's, it's nonstop. Like it isn't just, oh, I see this friend once a week. But for me and what I I believe that God's hope for us is, is that our relationship with Jesus is a moment by moment daily relationship.
0: Yeah. I was on my way home from the, the beach the other morning and I was riding a bike and I was like, Jesus, like I was telling something I was struggling with or talking about something and and just like having this really normal conversation, like we're riding back. And it was, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sure people are looking at me, talk to myself as I ride my bike. But it was funny because I always find myself saying something like, but you know that.
2: You know that. Why
0: am I telling you this? You know this thing in my life. So I just think it's
2: Yet he cares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that's something that I think about from a personal relationship with Jesus. It means personal. It means one-on-one. It means I get to have a relationship with him Like no one else. Oh, that's a great Mm -hmm. point, right? My relationship with him is like uh, no other relationship I have in my life. And his relationship with me is like no other relationship he has with anyone else. Mm -hmm. That's how personal and intimate our God is. That's why I love some of those Old Testament passages where, you know, Moses does stand face to face with God. There's an intimacy there. There's Mm -hmm. a, I know you. Right. And and like even with my spouse, like my my wife, Kimberly and I, like we really come close together and we are so close. There's an intimacy with Jesus that even goes beyond at that point, though, uh, because he knows me. He is my creator. He knows why he created me. He knows how he created me. There's so much depth and intimacy there. And so it's a closeness. It's a uniqueness of relationship.
1: Yeah, and what I love is that Jesus longs for that. Like he, we talked about earlier, he went to the cross in order to have that. Mm-hmm. Not only with the three of us sitting here, but to anyone listening. Like he longs for a relationship with you. And, yeah. and maybe you've encountered him before and stepped away. Um, maybe you're at a place in your life where you're like, yeah, I could really use that intimacy. Or maybe you're at a place in your life where you're like, I'm pretty good, this Jesus... Sounds nice, but I don't really need it. Um, I would encourage you to really just evaluate in your heart and and ask, you know, Jesus, what would it look like to have a relationship with you? That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you guys, as we as we close out today, we just want to thank y'all again for joining us. Um, we know that. These questions are not questions we take lightly, but we really want to be able to dive in together and evaluate and ask um, and move forward. But hey, David, thanks for being here. Pastor Yep, always great great. to be
2: with you guys.
1: Um, We look forward to having y'all next week as we continue with our One Question podcast. We'll see y'all soon.